Christmas, Mr. Rainwater. Hey, Merry Christmas, Jow. It's our second Christmas episode. Yeah, we've made it. We've made it to two Christmases now. Like <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> what are you drinking? You have, Are you drinking anything fun? Nothing no. exciting. It's just water. What are you drinking? I am drinking a cocktail called Santa's Magic Potion, which Ooh. is two parts Bailey's to four parts eggnog with a little uh, with a little bit of cinnamon and uh, nutmeg sprinkled on top and then, you know, That's mixed in as well. Uh, yeah. It's actually pretty good because I got the vanilla spiced eggnog and I got the caramel. Hold on. The salted caramel Baileys. Nice. Which <laughs> is a first for me. Um, but this is crazy easy to drink. And <laughs> I imagine it is. We're fortunate that I I'm mean, limited to this. Shake. We're limited to this. Uh, or I'm limited to this for this episode. I'm not going to stop in the middle of the episode and pour myself <laughs> another. So uh, I can't get too buzzed. But uh, I figured it's the holidays, and it's my first holiday where I can drink. So um, this is the first time that I'm actually having – well, not the first time. I should take that back. This is the first, the second time I've had eggnog, which is what's going to lead us into our discussion. But I had never had eggnog until I tried out this cocktail. That's – that's the world that I'm living in. I was never really? an eggnog guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to ask, was it because you assumed a lot of eggnog was alcoholic or it was just like you don't like eggnog? It just it wasn't something that my family did. You know what I mean? We weren't an eggnog family. We were a hot chocolate type of family. No, uh, my family isn't very eggnog either. Hmm. I just came into it a couple of times when I was living with other people who were really into it. I was like, okay, I can see the point <laughs> like it's possibly the sweetest thing i've ever drank yeah it's not that bad i guess i don't know why but i thought it was just milk and like egg whites that's uh, and i was like why the hell would people drink that like mentally as i guess as a kid that's where yeah. my mind went but i never thought as an adult to reinvestigate it you know what i mean uh my wife is big on drinking eggnog but i was always she eats all kinds of gross shit that i would never touch um, I feel like eggnog is one of those things that's like that would be amazing in baked stuff or like mm, you know as an add-in, like a buttermilk like substitute or something. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I can see that. That actually might not be the worst idea in the world. Try and do like eggnog chocolate chip cookies or something. I don't know. Eggnog um, pancakes or eggnog waffles. I may have to investigate this. My cooking has been severely lacking lately. Um, I'm just kind of eating whatever. But anyway. Back on topic, it's Christmas time, so we are doing a kind of the art of tradition here. So we're going to be talking about the, we're doing the Christmas this or that. Now this is big on like Instagram and stuff like that where people will just circle one or the other. So you and I are going to go down this list and we're going to discuss the things that we have in common, the things we don't have in common, and uh, maybe I'm guessing that a lot of it's going to stem from traditions, from family traditions, like what we're used to. But right. I'm curious to know if either of us will break from that. Because for me, the eggnog, I'm breaking from family right there. Like, that's new. Um, so right off the bat, and this, <laughs> this is, if you haven't listened to our episode, uh, our first episode, I should say, uh, Christmas episode, with uh, the little baby Je- Jesus in the cake, 
Um, this is going to be an interesting <laughs> discussion topic for me and Rainwater. But at the top of your Christmas tree, Mr. Rainwater, do you put a star or an angel? Uh, that switches around. Usually, hmm. I'd say eight, eight out of ten times it's an angel. Okay. So, like, yeah, yeah. What causes I the star to, to, to get a, a day? Somebody who puts up the tree or somebody who helps him put up the trees like, I want to change it. I want to do a star instead of an angel this year. Has that been has, so, it's been that way since you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes it's like, uh, you know, let's like both were there. Mm. So it's like, let's do an angel this year. Oh, let's do a star this year. And it depends on also which child. Like, my sister was also a person who was making decisions in regards to that too so like you know it depends on who was there the most so right? if it were, or who was doing the most work if it were you which one would you pick i'm the per- i'm probably the wild card because i will just depending on how i feel this is a star year <laughs> this is an angel year that's <laughs> you're just reading the vibe of the year i get it yeah that's yeah. all right uh my family was a uh, very much an angel family uh, back in the day like that's I think my mom still put I don't think she ever had a star there was never a star even like in the bin like it wasn't even yeah. considered it was always an angel and my wife I believe also had an angel but since then we found I don't want to call it a star but it's very close to a star but it's a um, light up it's it's electric you plug it in uh, snowflake yeah. And it's kind of star-like. Uh, yeah, sure. And it's a little bit more on brand for us because the whole Santa Mrs. Claus obsession that we have. So we we stick with the, the lit up snowflake. That's, that's our tree topper. So I guess despite the fact that I grew up with the angel, I guess that's closer to a star. So I'm going to say that my family does the star. Um, next up is eggnog versus hot cocoa, which is kind of what we kicked it off as. But... I don't yeah. know which way. Which way do you go? Or did you? No, hot cocoa. For really? Sure. Yeah, yeah. See now, like I, I said, I, I didn't do eggnog until much, much later, and that was like with a bunch of other people who that was their thing, and so it just with my kinda... family, it's just been hot cocoa, and that's what I'm tend. That's what I personally tend towards. Mm. Um, certainly, like I don't know, eggnog was not a thing that was like drunk. I don't think a lot of people in the South drink eggnog that much. I don't even know where, do you know where eggnog came from? Well, this is what we got alcohol. Know. But do you have any idea where eggnog originated? I have no clue. And I'm going to take a wild guess and say probably Pennsylvania. Why do you it say, just, 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 it like just feeling? seems, <laughs> yeah, it just seems like that kind of thing. Something like, that those damn Dutch would come up with. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next on the list. Now this is going to be maybe a fiery debate. Candy canes versus like Hershey kisses chocolates. I was always into Hershey kisses chocolates. Like there was candy canes present on the tree Mm. that nobody ate, (laughs) especially if they were peppermint. So that's the thing. That's what will determine it. Cause like this was something uh, when I was a kid, like both me and my sister, were like, "Mom, Dad, can you just like not do the peppermint candy canes because we're not going to eat them?" <laughs> so like when they were like fruity flavored, you know, we're like, "Okay, that's fine." 
but yeah that was my big thing the rainbow ones that had the fruit flavor to it yeah that was that was my preferred candy cane i was never a mint person until more recently in life um but yeah no i i don't know what people are what planet they're from when they like candy canes i i don't (laughs) i don't i don't know why you would risk the cavities for something like that you know what I mean? Like I get doing mint yeah. for like fresh breath and this and that, and maybe they're like hoping mistletoe type stuff. But for me, it's just like eh, that's a waste of candy. Yeah. All uh, right. I, I, my grandparents are really big into having a shit ton of candy during Christmas, so it was like Hershey's Kisses and you know just you name it, right? Just in dishes all around the house, and uh, so like I. I ate a lot of chocolate as a kid. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Chocolate is delicious. Um, pardon me. I'm trying to fix our levels. I don't know. I noticed we were spiking. Uh, I know I'm probably spiking because I'm drinking something spiked. But <laughs> now this next one, this one is going to come up again later in a different form. But this is a totally personal preference. Christmas Day versus Christmas Eve. Which one do you favor more? For sure. Say one more time. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Is there a reason why? Opening presents. That's when we open presents. That's when, uh, you know, we do all the eating. You know, like the Christmas Day lunch. Mm. I mean, I had a, I don't know, as a kid, like... uh, my like the routine was like go to one grandparent's house do christmas day lunch and then after that go to the other grandparent's house who are only like 30 miles away yeah if even that 30 minutes more likely uh 30 minutes away and then do like christmas eve or christmas day dinner basically so like evening time christmas so it was like a twofer kind of situation see i'm much more of a christmas eve kind of guy Really? Yeah, I mean, while you get all the good stuff Christmas morning, and then you eat again Christmas afternoon, Christmas Eve I like more, only because we eat. I mean, my family and I go out to eat, and then I usually come back and I fill myself with the like as much crap that I can. Uh, Usually because I like to start a diet on December twenty (laughs) fifth. Um, like I, I, I'm like, oh, okay. That's not that bad of a day. Like, yep. you know, the Christmas dinner is not terrible if you eat around the plate. If you do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you can have more sure. protein than carbs. You turkey and ham and this and that. But then you also have a little bit of lasagna, a little bit of mashed potatoes. And usually you'll be okay. Christmas Eve, on the other hand, I'm spaghetti and meatballs, cinnamon rolls, mm-hmm. ice cream, popcorn, you name it. Like everything yeah. I can fit in my gullet, I do. And my little sister and I have a long-standing tradition that we watch Christmas movies on that night, which I, f- I get to share this year with my son, which I cannot wait for. Um, and there's something about the anticipation of the next day, that feeling of it's tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, it's not oh, like, sure, sure. It's not like uh, stir-crazy that you get before, like, a big thing, but it's more like that anticipation of, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to get. The possibilities are endless. And I love that unknown more than I do having whatever I got or, you know what I mean? Cause it, it's, yeah. it can either be pure joy or pure disappointment, but 
my imagination exploring the possibilities is more exciting to me than the culmination of what ends up actually under the tree or you know what i mean that's interesting too because it's also um what i'm what i was thinking about too in regards to what you're saying like mm-hmm. the traditions that you're developing now with your family like for me like i'm basically like still figuring that out what that looks like at this age for me because i'm single right now mm-hmm. and my parents are in two different households so it's like i want to go visit both my parents everything becomes like christmas week you got to figure out how all that's gonna work out right mm-hmm. so um it's now like and also like all my like all my grandparents have passed now so like now everybody's like okay where do we where do we congregate right on both sides of the family? Yeah. And so it's sort of been chaotic the last couple of years because it's, uh, especially with my mom's side of the family trying to figure out, okay, where are we going to congregate this year? Who, you know, like who can come? Cause everybody's kind of spread out. Sure. We like to do like the, you know, the whole extended family kind of a thing basically. So like that makes it, I guess what I'm learning here is I probably need to do, I need to make some traditions for myself. That's no interesting. matter what happens. That's gonna right? be that's gonna be yeah. And uh, you know something if we if we run short on this uh, thingy and we have to discuss anything else to fill out the the hour, I have something to talk about. So we'll come back to that. Yeah. Let's no, take... that was just a thought that came to my mind because it was like I'm, I'm realizing. <laughs> You've spent a lot of time because you're also really into the holidays thinking this out, right? Yeah. Trying to like, okay, what do I want to do for this, right? Mm. So anyway. Uh, Next on the list, would you rather bake cookies or sing carols? I'd rather bake cookies. Mm. I'm the same way. But (laughs) you know what, though? I sing while I'm baking most of the time. Like I made cookies the other day. I made chocolate chip cookies and snickerdoodles, and I had – Frank Sinatra Christmas going the whole time. So, you know, you, you can't help, you know, just <laughs> belting out have, to uh, Sinatra. There was, a, there was a period of time where, uh, this was in Portland, where, like, the tradition was to go to karaoke on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. That sounds fun. It is actually pretty fun. It's, a, it's one of the best times to do karaoke because it's, like, all the people who have, you know, they don't, they may not have a lot of family to hang out with or whatever. They go congregate at the bar, you mm. know, and it's packed. It's really, really? Packed. Yeah. That's interesting to me because I'm just now learning about all the the world of alcohol and booze and how that works. So I, I, I'm, I, when you first said, you you know, karaoke, I'm like, there's karaoke places open on Christmas? Then I realized, oh, yeah, oh, yeah dumbass, it's a bar where oh, you yeah. know, the, the single people, lonely people, People who just want to get away from their family, like yeah. <laughs> a lot of people can congregate there, and that's probably a big day for them um, in the bartending industry. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, that's interesting. I, that sounds like fun to me. You know what I mean? Like it that's is fun because everybody it's fun. there's it's like a one of those island of misfit toys type situations where oh yeah everybody is there for a very similar reason and you can kind of bond over that which is what Christmas is about is relating to your fellow human and you know what I mean spending time with people who yeah. who make you feel good and even if it's a stranger like you know if someone who can identify with whatever it is you're going through it just makes you feel a little less alone and. 
That's the number one thing I would hope for everybody on Christmas. Yeah, everybody's particularly drunk too on the <laughs> on those two nights. <laughs> for personal experience, I will say, like you're gonna get uh, peak drunk karaoke. That's awesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of, you know what though? I I I'm debating whether or not I will be having any of my Santa's magic potion on Christ- uh, Christmas Eve because part of me. I'm not speaking down on drinking or anything like that, but I don't know if I want to do that in front of my son on a wholesome sure. type of holiday. I don't know. It, you know, he's barely one years old now. Um, so it's, to me, it, it. I don't know. I feel like I'm not setting the right example, but then another part of me is like, you know what? It's okay to drink as long as you're demonstrating to drink, drink responsibly. I mean, he's not really taking any of this in, but I'm trying to put yeah. myself into the right rut where... I am behaving in a pattern that I would want him to represent if he were able to, if that makes any kind of sense. Well, I mean, is there, is part of that, like, uh, you don't want there to be like a, I don't know, like an association for your kid where it's like, Oh, it's Christmas Eve. Daddy's going to get drunk. Yeah. That's exactly what I don't want. Yeah. Um, but part of me likes the warm and fuzzy feeling of the Bailey's and the eggnog. Like, (laughs) So uh, it's something that I'm going to be trying to figure out in the coming years. But, you know, it's one of those things. I definitely will say, like, I like I can remember when I was a kid, like my dad and, and like my uncles would come over like my mom's brothers and like they drink a lot mm. Christmas Eve. It was beer, you know, so yeah. it was like. There was oftentimes an association of like, okay, my uncle Larry's going to be here till like three in the morning, <laughs> getting drunk with my dad, and I'll just you know watch a Christmas story until I like pass out, basically. I mean, there's you know there's a real differentiation between types of drunk. You know what I mean? Even like yeah. you, there's there's mean drunks. There's people who fall asleep. There's happy drunks. There's People who make a mess and just, you know what I mean, cause problem. Like, if you're just, you know, a funny drunk and maybe a little bit more loose, then it's fine. But if you're sloppy, like you need help yep. getting down the stairs, that's kind. Of, that's where you're you're having a problem when you have kids. Like, that's not something I want to do in front of my kids. For sure, I I will say I feel like I feel like Louisiana is the place that has both the most reckless drunks and the most responsible drunks on the same state for That's whatever a... reason. <laughs> what would cause that though? Is that, you know what I mean? Like, is this something in the water? Like just, I don't know. It's like beer drinking culture. I think mm. uh, that's my guess, you know, cause like, uh, this isn't necessarily specific to Louisiana, but like a lot of people like to drink, you know, cheap beer here you know Budweiser or whatever and they like to drink lots of it mm. so like I think the attitude is sort of uh, stay buzzed maintain a buzz as opposed to like get wasted which is often I mean that's like the celebratory move right is like right. oh it's Christmas let's get wasted where Louisiana generally it's like oh it's Christmas let's drink you know which yeah. is different right Drinking and getting drunk are two different yes. things. Yes. I am constantly being a super nerd. I have an app now where I'm monitoring my drinking intake, which measures how long it takes me to take a drink or to finish a drink, um, what percent of alcohol it was and all that kind of stuff, my blood alcohol content. And 
I'm trying to find the sweet spot for my buzz where I know that I'm just feeling good and it's all right, but I'm not going to get like sick or become a mess or reckless enough that I would drive or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I'm trying to figure all that kind of stuff out now. So what you're talking about where you're just trying to stay a little bit buzzed where, you know, you're just feeling good, but you're not going too far. That's the kind of thing that I'm kind of researching at the moment. But I'm a super nerd, so let's move on. <laughs> uh, do you prefer to wrap gifts or open gifts? This is an interesting uh, one. Yeah, I just have never been good at wrapping. <laughs> That's I interesting. Definitely, there, <laughs> there was a time where I was interested in wrapping, and then, like, you know, either my mom or my grandmother, whoever was present, was like, eh, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually prefer wrapping. I It's... It's like a weird OCD thing, I guess is the best way to describe it, where I just enjoy figuring out, like problem solving. How am I going to fold this over? How much do I need? Let me measure. Like, it's almost like carpentry, busting out the rulers and everything like that, trying to figure out which angle I'm going to come at it with. Like, that stuff is fun to me for some weird ass reason where I can just focus on a very simple problem and then work it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So for some reason, it's very, I don't want to call it cathartic, but very soothing to me to wrap sure. presents and and to to unwrap them makes a giant mess, which gives me anxiety. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, here's a good one: real tree or a fake tree? I mean, I prefer a real tree because they smell amazing. First of all, mm. like the whole house just fills up with that, like. I guess it's pine. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that it's scent, pine. though. Yeah, pine. Um, fake tree is a lot easier to clean up, though. That's for sure. But no, I, if I had my druthers, I'd, I'd, I'd pick uh, Bill. I like the fake tree. I used to be a very big stickler for the real tree. Um, and then I realized I didn't know why. And then I became not the dad, well, I am now, but the, the husband and part of that was setting the tree up in the living room. And I realized the fake tree is a shit ton easier <laughs> because it's pre-lit, right? The, I don't have to worry about tangled cords and all that kind of shit. Um, and it's a one and done, which means I don't have to buy, pay money every year for it. I get to save money um, and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's to me, I'm a total fake guy right now. I'm sure at, for a couple years with kids... I will probably go back to a real tree for a little while um, just so that they can have that experience. But overall, fake tree all the way. Can't can't not do it. Just as a lazy dad, it's just the way it's going to be. Yeah, in terms of maintenance, the fake tree is the way to go for sure. Uh, but, like It is so much less trouble. Yeah, and also consider we have a dog, and the dog would utilize the real tree as he, w- as he would a real tree outside as well, <laughs> which is even more mess. So yeah. there's so many problems solved by fake trees that I can do. I can deal with my Yankee Candle pine scent over the real one. That's the way. This is the way. <laughs> um, all right, TV specials, The Grinch or Charlie Brown? Oh, Charlie Brown. Wow. We're different again. I'm a Grinch guy. I have to, well, if we're going on like tradition, because this is one where it's like, 
This is one where I prefer the Grinch, but in turn as like an overall yeah. thing to watch. But like in terms of like aesthetically the tradition and what I yeah. want to have happen on a Christmas Eve, I'm gonna watch Charlie Brown. Wow. See, I've never actually watched Charlie Brown. I bought it. I own it. I put it on to fall asleep to, and then I do. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> That's the thing. It's a boring cartoon. At least you I own it. Actually, the, it's a boring cartoon, but the music's really amazing. Vince Guaraldi, who yeah. did a lot of the um, the soundtrack for not only that, but a couple other Charlie Brown specials, like just an amazing pianist. And like, I'll just watch it just for the music, because like that's music that I'll, I'll I listen to Vince Guaraldi for years while working. So anyway, yeah, yeah I think that's for me. Like, it's very soothing. Mm. And that's what I want to feel, you know, like on a Christmas Eve is just like kind of like sort of sleepy and soothed and just ready to like chill out for a while. That's the thing with a lot of the Peanuts stuff. There's a lot of lulls between the dialogue where they just kind of let things sit for a moment. And it uh, overall, like uh, over an expanded period of time, that becomes soothing and quiet and slow paced. And you know what I mean? Like they just kind of let the silence linger for a, uh, uh, just a moment. Between the the womp, 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 and Charlie Brown, like you know what I mean? There's always like a pause yeah. between it, and those things add up. Um, it uh, adds up, yeah. It definitely, it definitely adds up to the overall aesthetic of those shows. Because, like, like I said, like they're not exciting on any level. No, like on any level, like the comic strip is like more is more has more going on in terms of like things actually happening a lot of the time. But like in the cartoon, it's like, like you said, it's just like, uh, there's so many pans. There's like so many just like, here's we're establishing the world in case you didn't know. Like yeah. you know, like <laughs> everybody who watches it is totally new to what peanuts is. Mm. All right, I got one for you, and this is I don't know how we're gonna go here. Sugar cookies, or gingerbread. Oh, sugar cookies. Now. I if you had uh, God, it's been two or three years now. Told me this question, I would say sugar cookies as well. However, I think it was 2019. It had to have been 2019 before the plague hit. Um, we went to something called Christmas by Candlelight up in Sturbridge Village in Massachusetts, which was kind of like old school, early, or late 1800s, early 1900s atmosphere. Like settlers type Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, you go around the little village and inside each thing or whatever, they have all different things. Roasting chestnuts and where all like the song lyrics and shit come from, all that kind of stuff. They had gingerbread and I had never had it. And this was the, like kind of near the beginning of my whole experimenting of I've never eaten this. I want to try that. So I tried it and it was fucking delicious. Bright side for me, I was like, you know what? I've had gingerbread cookies before. Like, I know what that's supposed to taste like. This doesn't taste like that at all. This is delicious. Bright side, they gave me the recipe. They were just handing it out to people. Like, it's just an old school, like, 1800s recipe. And they were like, here's how you make it. And since then, I make it around Christmas time every year now. So the last two or three years running. And it's delicious. Yeah. It's absolutely so, I mean, delicious. 
What's the secret ingredient? I don't remember. I haven't made it this year. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you. I want to say it's molasses. Okay. Uh, but you know what I mean? It's just got, I don't know what, what, how would you describe molasses as a flavor? I don't want to call it smoky, but. It's not smoke. It's kind of sweet, bitter almost. Yeah. It's got that kind of feeling to it, but it's got that, that dark flavor, not chocolate yeah. or any, you know what I mean? Like that dark yeah. flavor is what I'm talking about. And somehow that dark flavor is very light in the gingerbread, if that makes sense. So it's that, that yeah. hypocrisy of this should taste heavy, but it's really light because it's bread. So it's it's that nice dichotomy of hypocrisy or something that that's going on right there that really was like, wow, this is this shouldn't work, but it does. And that's why I, I kind of gravitated to it. Or it could have just been new. And I was like, this is new. This is awesome. So <laughs> who knows? Um. All right, preference time. Would you rather go ice skating or go sledding? I've done neither, so... Oh, my goodness, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm from Louisiana. So there's well, that's snow fair. And ice. Snow and ice don't happen. It's not a... It's not. It's never been part of the tradition. Mm. Um, if I had to pick the one that I was more interested in doing, it would be sledding. Sledding is more fun from personal experience. The yeah. threat of danger... <laughs> <laughs> you got to avoid trash cans and cars that are parked and all that kind of stuff. Sledding is sledding is the daredevil's activity. Um, pajamas or a sweater? I don't know how I feel about this question. Pajamas. I'm a pajama guy too. I, sweaters, like the one that I'm wearing now, I'm wearing like this Santa thing, um, yeah. are too clingy. To me, I don't like. Tight. I don't like. I'm not. A, yeah, I'm not a sweater person. Either. I like uh, loose fitting clothes. I'm not. Yeah. A, yeah. All right, ham or turkey? That's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one, actually. That is the question. <laughs> <laughs> um. God, it really depends on how I feel. I'm gonna say turkey, though. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna go with you on that one, even though it's a double up from Thanksgiving. Uh, I like turkey. I prefer the turkey. I, yeah, I love turkey. But I, I used to, I don't know, every time I eat ham now, I'm just like, yeah, this is actually like one of the best things I've ever eaten. It's so totally not good for me, but it's so yeah. delicious. I don't know. A lot of the ham that I've had is dry. So okay. even when the turkey is dry, a good amount of gravy or pepper can kind of fix mm. that. Whereas with honey or with a with like a honey baked ham or whatever, if it's dried out, you're kind of done. Like, you, you know what I mean? There's no sure. saving it. Um, sure. So that's why I kind of gravitate towards the turkeys. The, you know, no matter what, you can make it good. Uh, plus, I love my open-faced turkey sandwiches. All right. Here's a good one. White lights or colored lights? Multicolored lights. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer multicolored. I'm the same way. You know what? It... Going back to when you said about how I feel at the moment about like the angel or the star, I think that yeah. kind of the same thing here because I can go white lights if I'm feeling classy, like I need some yeah. Kenny G Christmas music playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the white cl the white lights fit that atmosphere and that mood. But at the most of the time, I'm you know Jingle Bell Rock. Put on the multicolor lights. That's the kind of mood that I'm in when I think I mean, of Christmas. That's the thing. That's the thing too is like the multicolored lights just add a certain extra atmosphere when you turn the lights off and mm. it's just like 
It's just a good feeling. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. No. But I could go either way. That's the thing. Is Christmas lights in general. You know, I could go either way. Because there are so many people who, like... I remember so many... Like, uh, like in my 20s, I remember so many, like, roommates' bedrooms and whatever... Where it was like their main source of light was like Christmas lights. They just hung up and would just leave them there, mm. you know, throughout the year, regardless <laughs> of the holiday. That was just like their lighting situation. That's fair. Um, poinsettia or garland? I don't even. So poinsettia. <laughs> I don't even know. Poinsettia is the, uh, the the red flowers, and garland is you know garland. Garland. I, I think I'm more of a Garland guy too. Uh, the poinsettias, like, I don't know. They're good at my grandma's house, but outside of that, yeah. I, you know, that didn't do much for me. Um, like by Garland, you mean like a wreath, like a circular thing, right? Yeah. Okay. A wreath, a wreath, or a, well, a garland. Garland is more like a string, but of the same type of. I don't want to call it material, but same I kind of you. greenery. I got you. Uh, chestnuts, or I gotta make something up because this is stupid. This changed. <laughs> chestnuts. It said chestnuts are the nativity, and I'm like, well, how do you compare <laughs> those two? <laughs> I don't know why those two are in the uh, same this or that. What? <laughs> It says chestnuts or the nativity. I which... mean, out of those two, I'll pick the nativity. The nativity is more fun to play with. It's more and, like, on brand. <laughs> it's the, the reason for the taste. season. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me as to why that's... Wow, that's so weird. Okay, now we're getting really weird. Okay, no, wait, here's a good one. Uh, snow globes or ornaments? And I know which one you're going to pick for this. Do you really? I do. It's going to be ornaments. I was gonna say snow globe. No shit. After last year, you were talking about you used to make ornaments. I know. I they're fun to make, but then when you put them up on the tree, I'm not really gonna look at them anymore. Like snow globe, I'm gonna like pick up, shake it around. Isn't look that at so it. odd? You're right. You're absolutely like, right. I look at an ornament and then I put the it on a tree. Yeah. And then I don't look at it anymore after that yeah. until I take no, it down. After that point, like, the tree is now, like, a gestalt thing. It's, like, it's the whole thing together. It's no longer just all the individual ornaments, hmm. which is fine. But, I mean, it's, you know, when you have the tree up for the whole month, almost, for most people, like, you get used to it and you're kind of like, oh, well, the Christmas tree's there. It's you just know? a new lamp. Yeah. Pretty but, much. But, like, the snow globe, like, you know, you notice it hmm. after a bit. You're like, oh, wait, there's a snow globe. I'm going to play with that for a little bit. Like, it's a toy almost. That's fair. I think I would go with ornaments. Okay. And I'll tell you why. And because it seems like we're getting through this pretty quick, we still have another 20 minutes to fill. I'm going to talk about – I'm going to go into what I was going to talk about before, which was an idea that spurred in when I was re-listening to last year's Christmas episode when you were talking about making your own ornaments. I think I might the the way this idea came to me was I'm forever gestating and coming up with the idea for a Christmas movie in my brain. But I thought about the idea of 
somebody who destroys 99% of all of their ornaments, right? The day after Christmas. And they only are allowed to keep one. And then the idea is throughout the year when they have big moments in their life, I don't know what that moment may be. Maybe they graduate from school. Maybe they get a new job. Maybe they have a kid. Maybe they adopt a puppy. Maybe they go to a certain place on vacation. Maybe they discover they can drink alcohol. Could be a billion different things. Maybe they saw a movie that really resonated with them, whatever. Every time there's a big moment, they buy or create an ornament to represent that moment for them. Mm. And then at the end of the year, when Christmas comes, they hang up all the ornaments to celebrate their year. And then the day after, they have to get rid of like 99% of them so they can keep like two of them now. Does that make sense? And then every year you kind of build your ornaments and you build a new collection until when you finally die, you have like a collection of ornaments that like represent your life. That would be kind of cool. And then like somebody, you know, you pass them down to a kid or something like that. Like, you know, this was your father's ornament from 1964 when he was discharged from the army. And I don't know what, you know, whatever. But you kind of tell a story through that. And I thought, man, that would be a cool thing to pass down. And then, you know, the kid, you could tell the kid like, oh, yeah, there were so many more, but he destroyed them. So then. The kid can be like, oh, so we can destroy some of these and they won't have to feel bad about it. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is the one that I remember. This this one makes me think of my dad. Do you know what I mean? And then I can just destroy the rest and build my own tree or whatever. But this will always be the one that makes me remember my dad out of the whole collection of things that you left behind. And I felt like that would be a fun way to create like a new tradition. Yeah, and it is. I seen that. And that's the thing that I always wanted to do is I want to make new traditions for my family. And we're talking about traditions in this particular thing. So as artists, you don't ever want to retread things that are already done. You know what I mean? Like you want to make things that are unique to you and your family or whatever like that. So like I was talking about my tradition with my little sister, we watched the movie, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen and uh, the Jim Carrey Grinch movie every year on Christmas Eve. Now my little sister instituted a rule we are not allowed to watch them outside of Christmas Eve. So me, the guy who watches movies a jillion times, is like dying to watch it. But the general rule of thumb is that you can watch it for the first half of the year. But when you get to that halfway to Christmas point and like mid, uh, it's like late June, I think, um, that's the cutoff. You can't watch the Santa Claus after that point at all. So, like, that's a cool rule that I really kind of like and I respect and follow is like, oh, we can't watch it. And I like that because as somebody who indulges them, that whatever mood they're in to watch something, that's really kind of freeing to me. It's like, oh, that's a rule. I can't break that. Nope. So the idea of the, the ornaments was another thing that I had. Last year I talked about the Christmas village that's set up behind me where I kind of um, tried to buy ornament or uh, village pieces that relate to my wife and I's relationship. And I try and get little figurines so I can tell the story of how we came to be and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm trying to find traditions to create from, you know, stemming from classical trans uh, um, traditions. Like, so for example, I'm not the first person to make a Christmas village, but I might be the first person to tell a story through it. I'm not the first person to create an ornament. 
But to have that system of breaking down and making a choice and destroying things to build something, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. that's that's creative and new. So I'm curious, you know, as I break away from the this or that thing, is there anything that you want to do or that you already do that's like a created tradition in your life? Oh, uh, I mean, in general, I try and make it a tradition to watch only my favorite shitty movies on the holidays so like like shitty christmas movies or just shitty in general see i had a so i had this conversation with joker actually earlier this week because joker was talking about him and aaron's like traditions for uh christmas and they like to watch crappy like christmas movies mm. for christmas and i was like oh you know i should uh you know i need some suggestions because right now i generally am just like i'll just watch like my go-tos, you know, like, plan- <laughs> well, like, I'll, my go-tos in terms of just bad movies. So, like, like, Plan 9 from Outer Space or Troll 2 or okay. whatever. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, and he said exactly what you said, which is Jingle All the Way. And he was like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, you know, I need to watch that again because I feel like that movie, like, it's not a great movie, mm. but it's got something going on with it where it's like, it's extremely entertaining, and then I also kind of feel shitty about Christmas when it's done because it's just like <laughs> it's a very satirical film, you know. Yeah. So like, I might make a point of watching it this Christmas. I just watched it last night. That's the only reason why it was in my brain. Um, but yeah, no, that's a decent enough tradition to just watch terrible movies. Like, I have one yeah. terrible movie that I always do watch, which is uh, an ABC Family before it became uh, Freeform. It was called ABC Family. Do you remember that channel? Yes. And there was a made-for-TV movie called Christmas Every Day. And it was basically Groundhog Day, but Christmas. <laughs> and this kid makes a wish. He has a shitty Christmas. And he makes this wish. Uh, his little sister forces him to. And then he has a Christmas. And then it repeats itself, repeats itself until he can get it. It literally follows beat for beat Groundhog Day. Um, <laughs> but it's here's the worst part about it, though. It's... Soap opera, it's less than soap opera level acting, directing, writing, etc. Quality. And it's terrible. And the only way I could find it was bootleg on YouTube. Because a couple of years after they had made it, they remade it with higher production values. Uh, So now it looks more like a Hallmark movie channel. And it's like a woman who, you know, wishes it's not Christmas anymore and then stuck in it every day until she finds her true love or some shit like that. But, um, but yeah, I watch that shitty Christmas movie every year just because of the nostalgia factor. I guess it's, it's that comfort, right? It's that, isn't that what the tradition really comes from is like, I don't need to enjoy this. (laughs) That's what makes me enjoy it. I I definitely uh, will say, like, if I'm with, if it's, like, me and my sister and, like, a parent, we will watch Christmas Story. Oh. Like, no matter what. That's not a bad movie, though. No, it isn't a bad movie. I'm just saying in terms of movies that we watch. Oh, okay. Uh, Because I can't think of any bad Christmas movies where I'm just, like, like I said, Jingle All the Way is probably the one. I'm going to have to check out that movie you just talked about. It's, Uh, I can send you a link. It's horrible. (laughs) <laughs> it really is we could well, do just... a whole episode talking about that movie <laughs> in fact i think next year we should just do that i will send you the link next year 
and you can watch it, and then we'll do like a drunk podcast talking about how bad it is, which is ripping off a friend of mine's podcast, but whatever. I have a friend who has an interesting tradition where him and his brother would go see a movie in the movie theater, whatever was out at the time on Christmas Day. Like that morning, they would go see it. Um, Which I was like, I didn't even know they did did that. (laughs) But apparently they do. Um, That was like always their tradition. And I always thought that was kind of interesting because it was like, I guess, a way to get out of the house or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. That's fair. Uh, side note, a completely off Christmas topic. Did you go see Spider-Man? I haven't. <gasps> Rainwater. I know. I hear everybody talking about it. It's like, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I've managed to miss all the spoilers for that, too. Just like... Um, Shocking. Did you happen to, to see what I have planned for New Year's Eve? Are you talking about... You're not talking about for our Midnight of the Spaghetti Factory episode. No. Are you? That's, that's, Wait, are you that's, talking about like you're making a, a, a thing on YouTube? Haunted Home Theater. <gasps> I'm doing I ha- did. I missed this. I don't know how I missed this. I, I only just put up the video this afternoon on uh, Instagram. Um, okay. We're doing Haunted Home Theater. We're watching Scream 1 and 2. Nice. So getting ready for the new one to come out. So I don't know if you've ended up watching them or not. I'm guessing no. Just no, because this will be the perfect opportunity to do it, though. I know you. You're constantly working. Um, but this is a good time. New Year's Eve, you don't got anything to do. I know. You just want to crack, crack a few open and drink them and watch uh, a good horror movie. That's, that's what we're doing. Boy, awesome. the Baileys is kicking in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, here's a good one. Santa or the Grinch? I guess we're just talking characters now. We're not talking overall oh. stories. Um, yeah, I mean, probably. Uh, I used to really be in the Santa was when I was a kid, and now I'm kind of more feeling the Grinch as I'm older. <laughs> I'm a Santa guy through and through. I like Jim Carrey's version of the Grinch. Um, yeah. Even though it got trashed when it came out, I loved it, and it's infinitely quotable now. And I feel like the audience for that, that movie has grown got into... trashed when it came out. Yeah, big time, big time. Really? Um, I remember that being a big, a big movie. It at was. Least in I remember it was a big movie when it was coming out, but I just remember everybody trashing it when it came out. But um, I think they were people were talking about. It was you know the way adaptations always go, where people are like, oh, it was too much like dr seuss's book and then there were other people that were like oh it's not enough like dr seuss's book and like everybody could find a problem somehow and it was like you can't make anyone happy um but i feel like it's become a cult movie you know what i mean like i feel like our generation has really been like no go away we like this and it's kind of been saved because jim carrey did a great job i mean it's jim carrey he's always doing a great job but um yeah, I don't know how we got it. Yeah, oh, that yeah. one's on my sister's go-to Christmas list, so I know she'll watch it at some point See, this year. Now, I'm a Santa guy, though, and I prefer, over all the other Santa Clauses that have been on film, I guess that's how we're kind of talking about it right now. Um, there's only been a, a handful of Grinches, and Jim Carrey was the only live-action sure. one. But Santa Claus-wise, uh, Tim Allen is my Santa Claus. For sure. Yeah, and I watched the shit out of that movie. Like, a lot of people... 
shit on him now because he's very openly conservative and I don't really factor that into his performances. Like I can separate the art from the yeah. artist as we've talked about in the past. Um, the fact that he is a <laughs> grumpy, sarcastic Santa Claus is like the perfect, yeah. <laughs> the perfect antonym to what Santa Claus is supposed to be. And for some reason it's so enjoyable to me. Um, <laughs> And that's why I, I, I am a Santa Claus guy through and through, especially with the E. Um, speaking of which, let's see if this one, uh, reindeer or elves? Yeah, I think reindeer. Really? I That's a hard one because, like, I like them both for different reasons, and a lot of it has to do with, like, drug culture. <laughs> Both show up in drug culture in weird ways. So <laughs> How I, do reindeer show up in drug culture? We've talked. I've talked with you a little bit about this, but uh, so like you have my undivided attention right now. Okay, you know, like the there's the red capped mushroom with the white dots that gets oftentimes symbolized as like toad, you know, as like well as toad or as just like. The kind of like drug mushroom kind of a symbol. Okay. It's sure. not. It's not really, but I mean. Is that an actual that people... mushroom in real life? Yeah. No it's shit. Am- yeah, it's called the Amanita muscaria, and it was allegedly used by shamans like, like in uh, Eastern Europe. Wow. So like, there was because okay, a lot of people have I've never, but a lot of people apparently have tried to do Amanita muscaria to trip. And they don't have good experiences or nothing happens or they just get sick. Really? And the the story is, I don't know if this is true, but the story is what shamans would do is they would drink the piss of the reindeer that ate the mushrooms and they would trip off the piss. <laughs> so there is... There is speculation that they that use the is... reindeers as filters. Yeah, <laughs> like this is speculation of where like the flying reindeer idea came from, because like huh. shamans would like drink the piss and then they would trip balls and probably see reindeer fly, but they weren't really flying. That's insane. I don't know what it was. I, that maybe I read that a couple of days ago because I was reading about the origin of where reindeers like quote unquote learn to fly but I don't remember what what I read about it that's interesting wow I never would have put that together and that's just like one of those things also that's like I mean this is like message board type sure you know lore so like take it with a grain of salt with elves elves are uh, elves are another really commonly cited thing yeah a lot of people on different drug trips so like it's pretty. I I would say that it's it would be easy to postulate that mm. our whole mythology of elves comes from people having done drugs and seen like these weird you know whatever, either on, either from the periphery or like they, like encountered them in a drug trip basically. Wow. Um, so I don't know how that. Elves in particular, I'm not really sure how they like, got into Christmas lore, mm. but uh, both elves and reindeer, you know, have 
have drug culture ties, and apparently they just kind of snuck in. That's time. crazy. The amount of I'm things... assuming. Uh, I'll one last thing I'll sure. say is that I'm assuming it has to do with the pagan, um, the pagan roots of Christmas or of Yule, okay. because a lot of a lot of Druidic traditions involve drug usage, and um, you know there were a lot of ritual ceremonies that required the use of drugs in order to have these religious type experiences. And so not knowing enough about the pagan history uh, that gets tied into Christmas, I'm going to make an assumption that that's kind of where they, they slowly got pulled into the lore. Huh. Isn't it crazy how religion and drugs, like a straight edge religion and drugs have come together to create a lovable children's character like the the (laughs) avenue of that of those two things coming together is just it's mind-boggling um all right here's one christmas cake or christmas pudding uh huh i've had neither of those really i mean i haven't had christmas cake i've had cake at christmas but yeah, I mean, I can, like, I've had a couple of times where it was, like, that log thing that has, like, the creamy inside. Yeah, I know log. what you're talking about. I Let's call that the Christmas cake, because it might as well be. Uh, I've had that a couple of times, so I'll go eat that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the pudding, only because I don't know what a Christmas pudding is, but my mother makes amazing banana pudding for most get-together gatherings. Uh, that I could eat the entire bowl that she brings, no problem. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. jump My onto Christmas that. Christmas traditions have either involved pie or cookies. Okay, chocolate literally pie is a big one at my house. Yeah, like literally anything but cake or pudding. That's fair. All right, um, Mariah Carey or Kenny G. Mariah Carey. <gasps> Over the Ken? Wow. I'm a I Ken. had a fifth grade teacher. Yeah. My teacher in fifth grade, like, for Christmas, she blasted Kenny G for the whole month, and I couldn't. <laughs> I just, like, I was dumb. I was just like, I never want to do this. But ever Mariah Carey's only got that one song that everybody knows, and they play that shit <laughs> on loop at the supermarket. Like, I would rather listen to 12 different Kenny G songs on loop than one Mariah Carey song. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, we have to. It has to just be the Christmas songs you're saying. That's fair. Uh, hmm. A lot of these we already did. I'm just. <laughs> lo- I'm looking through a list right now. Oh, this is an interesting one. Only because we were talking about this earlier, but I'm curious to know your preference. See all of the family or a quiet Christmas alone? I would prefer to see all the family. Interesting. Now, I say this as a new father. a, a A quiet Christmas alone is kind of appealing to me. The idea of like being at like a cabin in the woods and the snow and all that kind of stuff with a fireplace... Sounds lonely. And I'm going to even take alcohol out of the situation and just be like, 
if it was just me and my recliner and a nice blanket <laughs> just chilling by a fireplace watching, you know, movies or whatever's on TV at the time or whatever, that's nice to me. You know, the idea of not having to worry about taking care of someone else or, you know, having to be the one who carries the gifts from the car to the house and not waking sure. anybody or, you know what I mean? Like that, that reprieve of all of the duties that come along with Christmas as an adult, uh, that's kind of appealing to me. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I love being around my family and stuff like that. But at some point I got to go home. <laughs> and usually when I go home, when I go home, I leave the wife and kid upstairs and come down to my man cave. And, you know, I'm just talking about like day to day. So. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe at Christmas time it might make me. I might reconsider on the day if I got what I wanted. But you know, it's one of those things that looks good on paper, as they say. No, I've done. I've done Christmas alone. It wasn't that fun for me. I don't know. Okay. I just wanted to watch bad movies or get high or something. It that's, wasn't that fun. <laughs> that's fair. Uh ba ba ba. All right, here's a very good one, and this is one we'll end on, especially because it's kind of artistic if you think about it. A do-it-yourself gift or a store-bought gift? What would you rather have, like, to, to receive? Uh, at this point, a do-it-yourself gift? I, like, I, lately I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I just don't even want gifts. Don't even bother with that. Like, I'm here to, like, yeah. hang out with everybody and eat. Um, feels like too much pressure to receive gifts nowadays. Where it's just like, what, what am I supposed to do with this? Or whatever, you know? <laughs> like, especially if, like, it's like, you know... Uh, as I've gotten older, you know, the get, it's harder for people to find gifts for me. Because it's like, everything that I want or need... Is like some expensive electronic, or it's clothes. And clothes, it's like you have to, it, you have to try it on yourself, you know. Yeah. Half so the it's time. like, yeah. You know, I will say, like, I do like getting socks now for Christmas. And listen, best I, time to get socks. I got into a fight with someone the other day about that. I think socks are the best clothes gift that anyone can get. Boy, girl, yeah. old, young, doesn't matter. Socks are the way to go. Like, yeah, especially if they're like silly socks or something like I'm that. I'm not big know? on silly socks. You know what it is? My grandmother has made it a habit every year of being the person who gets me the socks. And she gets me the, I don't want to call them knit, but they're like wool, like thick thermal socks, like winter socks. Huh? That's yeah. the good shit that I can walk around in the house in. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the floor is cold and this and that. But it's they're insulated and they're thick enough that they're kind of like makeshift shoes where I could run the dog out <laughs> if he had to pee on the sidewalk and I wouldn't have to worry about stepping on a rock. But, you know, sure. like they're, they're comfy enough and socks are my way to go. The only problem is, is I have a shit ton of socks now and I have to get into the habit where I need to finally part with some of them. But I have yeah. favorite socks where I'm like, no, I really like this pair. It doesn't matter how worn in they are. Like they've got <laughs> holes in the bottom. I'm like, no, but they really do fit well and I can wear them in the summer sometimes. And uh, I Maybe gotta... you have to rotate out socks to use as Christmas ornaments. That might not be a bad idea. Although the dog would have a field day with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been rather fun, but we've come to the end of our hour. Uh, I just want to wish everyone who's listening a Merry Christmas. Uh, or if you don't celebrate, just a happy December 25th. Um, 
if you celebrate another holiday, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, happy whatever, uh, or just happy new year, which brings me into our closing point next year's pot or next year's next. Is it going to be next year's? Wait a minute. When is it actually going to drop? I'm looking at the when calendar. The oh, we do it on the 26th. Drop? It will drop on the 29th. It will still be this year. Never mind. Um, next episode is going to be a doozy because for the New Year's episode, Rainwater and I are going to basically do a time capsule podcast <laughs> where <laughs> we're going to make predictions. We are going to go down. I'm going to come up with a list and I'll send it to you this week, Rainwater, of general topics to ponder over before we record. And then next week, we're going to discuss what we think is going to happen within the next calendar year under those topics. For example, we'll talk about Dogecoin. We'll talk about the pandemic. We'll talk about uh, movies. We will talk about whatever, like a bunch of different random topics. And we are going to try and do the art of prediction because if there's one thing that I know for sure it's that artists have a sixth sense of observation where we understand the human psyche probably better than a fucking psychologist. Most of the time, (laughs) maybe, maybe not from an intellectual standpoint, but from emotional standpoints, I think we are way more in tune with how people will act, react, et cetera. Oh yeah. um, yeah. Than anyone else. So I'm going to be kind of basing my predictions off of that. Rainwater, you're free to do however you would like to do. Yeah. And then the next year, we're going to come back to it, and we're going to see how we did. And I'm very intrigued to see if our artist sense is able to get anything right. I think we'll get one or two things right, right on the nose to the point where it'll freak people out. Because I have, I don't know about you, have you ever seen that episode of uh, Community where Abed is able to accurately predict what everybody does and what happens to them and all this kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, that, that has happened to me quite a bit in my life where I've been able to lay out a course of action that is going to happen and then people watch it happen and they're in shock that I was able to call it. You know what I mean? Like, And I frequently tell them it's not that hard. As a writer, my job is to understand a character's motivation. So once I get to know a person... Yes, they are more complex than a character, but a lot of times motivations are not easily hidden. People are not very good. They're not Frank Underwood. They're not like all these characters you see on TV. They are very on the surface about what it is that they want. And if you understand that, you can put yourself in those shoes, which is why a lot of artists are more empathetic than other people is because they can understand where a villain is coming from, where someone, uh, an outcast or something is coming from because we can kind of put ourselves in someone else's shoes and see through their eyes. So I'm curious to see if we can use that power on real life, uh, general topics, and if we can hit the dart and the bullseye on anything. So next week will be a very fun episode to hear how me and Rainwater are going to postulate the next year's events. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, happy holidays, everybody. We will see y'all again soon. It's still this year. We'll see you, we'll see you this year. <laughs> 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 That's not the sign-off that most people try to use as a bad joke. It's usually see you next year. But we will see you this year. We'll see you next week. All right, everybody. Happy holidays. Take it easy. Peace. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho.